0: So you're saying last week was your fault?
1: Last week was my fault. I apologize. Well, I always say, "Good morning, good, good morning,
0: William. <laughs> What's up? Oh, dude, so many things are up.
1: So many things are up. But uh, you should know, should we Jen- start with the doom loop? Oh yes. We oh got a do doom loop. Follow up. Have you done? Have you done anything to, to get out of your doom loop?
0: Um, I have. Like at least three or four times, I found myself. On Twitter, like pursuing the things of politics that make me sad, and stopping. I'm just like, nope. And I and I go back and I open the scriptures and I spend time reading the the peaceable things of the kingdom. I love it.
1: Yeah, I've so done. So one of my uh, one of our friends, um, I, we saw him. I saw him the other morning, and he's walking in with the basketball. Yeah, and he's like, I'm coming to play basketball in the morning, so I get out of my doom loop. Oh, that's awesome! So, now, by the way, so, don't do it. Don't tell us that doom loop's not your idea. Well, the word doom loop. <laughs> uh, it's still your idea. I well, like that it's original, Randy.
0: As, as, as applied to things of spiritual nature, I, it, it is my idea. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. uh, But no, the word doom loop is—you know—it's it, been applied to business and and. Is it and, one word? No, it's two words. so it's like a phrase yeah it is a phrase and doom scrolling which i think you're the one that saw the words doom scrolling i was
1: reading a book and i was like oh doom scrolling doom scrolling is
0: also a thing which by the way applies i was gonna say it applies equally to either side of the political aisle but the truth is i actually think it um believe it or not because conservatives are like oh it has to be us right because we worry so much no actually like the like liberals read stuff about conservatives all day long and get super sad about it yeah like that applies equally on both sides. Anyway. I did it. So you did it. What'd I you, walked what did you away. Do?
1: Okay, so here's my... I'm just going to give you some details, let's, right? Oh, and some of these I'll, details you may not like. Let's get in the
0: weeds. Like, in the
1: weeds. So usually I wake, myself, I wake up... I was 200 and... <laughs> <laughs> I usually wake up between 3.30 and 4 in the morning. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yes. And so I typically will... Like in a pool of sweat? Are you
0: step- just like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, like, I will, not again, not again, not again Mama, here I am uh, I will stammer my way into the restroom And I shut all the doors super quiet Because I don't want to wake up my wife, right? Yeah, so, good job And I go in and I, I sit on the toilet And I not necessarily need to go to the restroom But that's where I usually doom scroll, right? So yeah. I start my day by going through my It does make you wonder if Isaiah didn't have some of his best ideas there Yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: all right, go ahead. So sorry. I will go through the, you know, the, I have like a list of, of sites that I go through and they go all, all across the spectrum. And yeah. I will uh, scroll through, maybe read a couple articles. And then when my brain is moving fast enough, then I get up, get dressed to work out. So right. that's kind of how, that's my morning, right? However, in your preaching last, when you are preaching the gospel of. Amen, brother. Amen. Of hope uh, and not despair. The world is not coming to an end. Continue, yes. It occurred to me that, and I said it on air, that um, I was doom scrolling at the weakest points of my day. Yeah. And so it has the most effect. Yep. So I decided that that 15, 20, 15 minutes in the morning, I'm not going to say it's 20 because that's a long time to sit on the toilet. Sure. Yeah. We, don't, we don't make it weird. No, it's really weird. <laughs> Your feet go numb, the whole thing. So... uh I decided that I would do something different. That maybe I could contemplate something a little bit more deeply and see if my it will work. Okay. And not only did it work, but it's like this mind-blowing experience. I've oh, been really? doing it all I've been doing it now <gasps> for 2 weeks. This is exciting. And it's like I will so because I have to teach a class every morning, you know, yeah. I have a, this idea of what I'm going to teach, but sometimes I don't always get to kind of like really drill down into something because okay. I got to teach it and move on to the next lesson. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to think some of these things through a little bit and like maybe maybe drill into them. I call them uh, spiritual rabbit holes. Go okay. down the spiritual rabbit hole a little bit more. And man, were there some cool stuff that just blew my mind. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then it's like, then oh, that's so cool. Oh, I, and it was all because I got out of the doom loop. All right. So I am... I'm pumped about it. Oh, and I'm excited. I'm in. I'm in a, like I'm not. You know. By the way, the other time I doom loop is right as I go to sleep, which is really stupid because it's the last thing on your mind. Right. We and call it it's... nighttime gloom. Yeah, that was like, so like, dumb. I'm defeated. I'm defeated. I defeated myself. I'm dying. I'm dying. So I go through my news cycle in the middle of the day now. Okay. And it doesn't seem to affect me as bad. Yeah. Right. So, I that's like. I still like to be informed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So that's hey, you my... Look, there's a
0: difference between being informed and then believing. That the end is nigh, and that people will never be nice to each other again, and like your neighbors hate you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can be informed. Yeah, I'm informed, and I feel like my neighbors love me. That's fantastic. So, hey, that's really really good. I'm so super excited. We got more, but, that's, that's I, we got more comments. We got more yeah, comments. We got a lot of people. We got more about comments uh, yeah. from friends and family and listeners that on this on this subject than I've gotten in a long time. Yeah, like I went to a family party and like two different family members mentioned it. A couple
1: times. It's a powerful concept, and well, the other concept that you you painted, which was associated with this, was what if if there's a mansion in heaven for us, we're building it here with the things that we're concentrating that we on, choose. that we're choosing, and so <laughs> don't choose your doom. If we choose like your... rage and doom, like yeah. oh my goodness. But you know, there's another part of that too, is when you. If you're making your house a place of depression, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm going through my doom loop at work, <laughs> so I'm like offsetting it. So when I go home, I don't doom feel offsets. Like, it's like carbon offsets. Doom offsets. I'm doing my like doom offsets offsite, offsite of the home. So I'm not inviting that crap into my house, right? And let me be clear, I'm not doing evil things or bad things or or things that you know. It's just sometimes. Especially when you get into our age, like right? the fifties, like we have sure. seen a lot, and and society has moved a lot, and it's somewhat frustrating in some of the things that they're they're doing, and so you get more cynical as you get so older. So people know like people powerful.
0: don't uh, they don't ask me this, but I wish they did. Like why do why am I so interested in politics? The oh wait, tr- okay, hold on, oh, Andrew, right. uh, or Andrew,
1: <laughs> Randy, why are you so interested in politics?
0: Oh thank you, thank you for asking, one. You're welcome. People think it's because oh it must because you like um, arguing and with, like the sports nature of it uh, and there's a partial truth to that I, I i do like the idea of debate i think it's fun i think it's like oh you think this well what about this oh ha, ha, ha. like i do <laughs> it's fun and i i, I think did of it you as take a, debate class in- i did not i did i either. think of it as something that keeps my brain sharp etc right i was discouraged from taking debate because i was not a good enough student i was like i don't well, you're not ready you're not gonna do well <laughs> uh, that's how teachers used to inspire me in high school why don't yeah. you just stay out of the big kids way um <laughs> so anyway um So there is an element of that. I like to keep my brain sharp and and debating ideas in my brain like feel sharp. But the real thing that I like about politics theoretically, I like it when an idea practically applied has a positive downstream effect that's bigger than the idea itself. In other words, just undoing XYZ regulation opens up X, Y, Z fountain of prosperity that, that, that some people said wasn't there. I love seeing the practical idea. It's like a systemic flow. I love seeing the systemic flow of, Me human, too. of human freedom. Me too. It's like if we do this, whoa, well, yes. look at that. It just fills up the room. The causations with, of things. I just think it's fun. I think I it's interesting, right? So that's why I like politics, uh, theoretically. But politics has has now been diminished to the point where it's only contention and it's not the practical application of those ideas and then it's so then it's like it's like it's like if you're if people think it's fun to watch hockey and there's a fight they think it's fun it but, is. but would you go watch hockey if all they did was fight no, no, that's not fun. That's no, not interesting. That's a good point, right? That's actually a great
1: point.
0: <laughs> yeah, <You laughs> right? great point. because the there. Not people, going just, on. people just people yeah. just run out there, throw their gloves <laughs> off, and just start right, wailing right. at
1: each other. Blood all over the ice. Well, it's, it's the same thing. Like I love baseball, and I love to see a, a someone charge the mound. Yeah, it's but fun. if every
0: single play, like <laughs> someone just runs to the mound God, and starts
1: beating the game, <laughs> <laughs> right? it's a good point.
0: So that's a great point. So that's where we're at in world history, and and it's time to move on. So I'm saying, like, look, I. I'm here for elevated thoughts. I'm here. If you have an elevated thought, by the way, of whatever political persuasion, even the ones that we pontificated on, like let me hear it. I want to hear your good
1: idea, and let's let's. Yeah, th- let's I don't think there's a monopoly on one side or the other for for good ideas. Yeah, as as it pertains to just the idea itself, and and,
0: and we all what we have convinced ourselves is that there is a monopoly on good faith oh one side really wants to talk about the ideas the other side doesn't you know what that may be true in some in certain no, places I that may be true that. amongst your friends but i i believe that there's good
1: people all over the place and they're willing to talk i okay so i think that in in the game the blood sport of politics talking together has to do with leverage in the in the arena of ideas ideas are just ideas well, and here. we should be able yeah. to talk about them so i have a I, I have a question uh, yeah. Okay, you wrote me a whole lot of things and I may be hijacking something, but oh. I wanted to ask you so have you heard of first of all, California is the luckiest freak state in the in the in the in It's the better universe. to be lucky than good, friends. Dude. <laughs> Why are we lucky? I like every time you think, dude, there's no way California's going to pull their way out, right? So something happens. So for instance, we had the gold rush here. Yeah, we had the gold rush. Okay, and then you had an oil rush. Oh. Do you know there's enough oil in Cal in California to like power all of the United States yep. for like a million years or something yeah, yeah. crazy, that's right? Great. Uh so that so the oil rush, right? And then you had the tech, right? Tech you boom. Silicon Valley. Sure. Right? Uh which had yeah, you also, At least in
0: San Diego we benefited from the Cold War. We had a huge like defense industrial complex like thing in San yeah, Diego. Yeah, but
1: not, not not but that's that's more That's a little more that's niche. more politics assigning more things. Okay. Yeah, more and more. Yeah. Did you know there's a new one? Oh, what's it? There's a new one. Uh, just when you think California, there's no way California's going to be able to pay for all the dumb initiatives that they want to do, right? Is it endless outdoor housing? Dude, it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lithium rush. Okay. Okay, so do you know where lithium comes from right now?
0: Um, uh, The pharmacy?
1: false (laughs) maybe we have to go backwards what is lithium used for (laughs) well right now it's used for making batteries right mostly for your your iphones or whatever phone you carry and uh lots of other batteries and car batteries okay so
0: friends i am on pins and needles i have no idea where this is going (laughs) i am not prepared to talk about this oh dude
1: there's a lithium rush and okay, so lithium currently comes. One of the the criticisms people do of Apple is you're using a whole lot of lithium. Lithium is literally mined by slaves with with buckets on their heads coming up out of a mine and dumping the rocks into to these things, and it's, it looks like an old. It's, yeah, it's there's terrible. some really spooky footage on the it's internet so of a spooky, lithium mine. terrible. Like, like kids, like right. kids
0: are down there, and like,
1: they're in third world countries, typically Africa or South America. And then what happens is they get they put all this lithium on giant ships and they ship it off to. China, okay, who who uh, refines it, and then everybody else buys their refined stuff and makes it. So like, okay, Tesla makes their battery in in Sparks, Nevada. Okay, so there. Have you heard of the Salton Sea? Yes. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, it was
0: attempted to be a. It was attempted to be a tourist place back in the early like forties, whatever. forties Like a a movie star put a bunch of money in a hotel, and there's like all these weird black and white videos of people water skiing. I'm like, come to the Salton Sea. Yeah, and now it's just Methville.
1: (laughs) 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 Methville. Okay. So what (laughs) happened was. There was somebody that figured out that out near the Salton Sea, underneath it, there's this mud. And the mud is like this crazy temperature, 600 degrees or something like that. And they thought they had this crazy idea like, hey, what if we pump the mud up and then it will, we bring it into a power plant and then the heat of the mud will actually boil the water, turn the steam turbines, create electricity, create a power Hydroelectric. plant. Yeah, it's like mud, a hydroelectric. It, I mean, that's the same the same technology as um, nuclear nuclear yeah. right? A power where you use uh, a f- nuclear fission to boil the water. Yeah, you Use fission to boil the water, spin the turbines. But that has some effects, right? That people don't like. This is super clean. They literally are pumping this stuff up out of the ground yeah. and then they pump it back down. Yeah. Well, then someone said, "Well, we should do some testing on this mud." And as they do the testing, guess what's in it? I don't know, but lithium, <laughs> tons of it. So much of it that they're like, and they're like, we're just pumping it out of the ground. How do we do this? Oh, I know what we could do. On the other side, before we pump it back in the ground, we'll just siphon off the lithium. lithium. Yeah. They're going to have, it's going to be one of the biggest lithium deposits in the world. And it's from mud. <laughs> and it's just coming out of the ground. And amazing. it's on the outside of a power plant, right? So now they have this super clean power plant because all the stacks of that is just steam. Yeah, yeah, it's just right? steam. So it's super clean power plants that are pulling up this mud, and then they can siphon off the lithium. Honestly, this feels like an episode of something. No, it's crazy. California is the you, luckiest state where in did the world. You, where did you hear about this? So it's on Forbes. It's all over. Oh, look really? li- yeah, look, look up Lithium Rush on... Uh, California lithium rush, and so so what is the running? Salton Sea gonna get the get the shot in the arm that they've long craved? No, so the Salton Sea uh, uh, is kind of a funny thing. It's in the the Colorado River Basin. What happened was back in I don't know 30s or 40s, there was a giant flood that the Colorado River ran over, and then this was a low part in the basin, and that's how it got created. Okay, and it had something to do with farming and and you know flooding the the flooding the fields and stuff like that, and it just got too much, and and, and that Salton Sea was created. So there's actually a problem in the Salton Sea in the, in the sense that it has been evaporating, and all that silt that lakes create, yeah. it's just now dry mud, and it's being blown around. It's like, you know, the same thing with the Great Salt Lake, toxic mud being... Dust now, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. now, Salt Lake is never going to, it's a terrible place. It's it kind of stinky. Yeah.
0: stinky, and it's pretty sketch.
1: Yeah, no, but what's going to happen is so California is saying, yeah, you can pump all this lithium out of the ground, but only if you make a power plant. So they're making power plants and, that are clean. And on top of that, they're, um, well, let's do it. Let's and, and they're taking lithium. So free, California, free again, is blessed above measure for natural resources Jeez. that are going to uh do so oh by the way this is like they think that this is going to do something like 700,000 uh electric cars
0: so the reason a year reason i'm not more excited and I probably should be
1: well well, randy think of this electric cars the problem with electric cars right now is they're expensive yeah but they are more efficient but the expense keeps lots of people out of them what's the expense is all in the battery because of the lithium and now, what's happening is this is all like, going to be domestically made. So I, I, I'm, a, I'm a tech nerd. I read tech nerd
0: blogs, and and like they, there's all these there's been all these quote unquote breakthroughs in batteries where they're trying they're figuring out ways to make batteries using less exotic items so that they're less pollutant afterwards. So, uh, so let the, it's true. We need that lithium now. We absolutely do. Yeah. But then, but every once in a while, someone's like, "Hey, I figured out a way to do this with iron, and iron's everywhere." You know what I mean? And well, so, no. There's
1: definitely more battery technologies coming out. It's not, but it's not super advanced yet.
0: It's not super advanced yet, no. and this crap. I I Maybe think 20, 20, 30 years 20, out. 30 years
1: to. But twenty thirty with twenty thirty years of a the, boom. And that's and all.
0: The, that's all it takes. That's how. That's, how long, that, that's the, how long
1: California was in oil. Yeah. You know what I mean. Not like, only that. The, think about this. Nickel batteries are fair. You know, nickel batteries are the ones you find in your um car. Yeah. Uh, your regular car. Oh yeah. You're like yeah. Car yeah. Battery. I mean, they they're they're not. That's really old technology, and we still use it. So, well, dude, California, here it is, next round. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, we can use it to— The freaking luckiest state. Solve all of our problems. We are the luckiest state. We have the best weather, and now we have the lithium boom. boom. Oh, but, but this is so cool, though. Okay, so you know that Tesla makes their batteries in, in Nevada, and Tesla is also investing in this, right? Okay. And they're making a refinery in Texas. So they're literally going to be pumping the refinery the the lithium, taking it to Texas and refining it, and then taking it up to Nevada to build the batteries all domestically. That's pretty wild. It I also read something about wild. how
0: just the refining business alone is gonna is gonna put Tesla with a crazy cost advantage
1: for their cars. Yes, I mean the the value the, they're they're talking about that this because uh, because of the efficiencies here, right? You're not using labor, even if it is slave labor, it's still labor to yeah. get it out you're not using equipment really a lot of equipment because you're coming out in mud
0: yeah i mean i, I obviously
1: got to figure out how to separate the lithium from the mud there's evidently it's not that hard i mean i'm, I'm saying it you know i'm making it sound easy but basically they're just type their pack they're just going to tap into the side of the mud that's coming back into the ground from the power plant so you build a power plant <laughs> then you I siphon off the mud that's funny. it's so cool that is super
0: cool I do, I do i love that stuff too Freaking that's right california thanks for, man thanks for sure.
1: lucky it. we're the luckiest state in the union by a lot
0: by a lot so uh I, I i've come out the other side of like a stack of like high pressure okay so i i feel a little bit of pressure at work it's that's long been explored here on the podcast and um i have a little bit of responsibility at church that's also been explored Um, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm a father of four kids and two of whom are out in the, in the world, in the wild. So like, I feel I already have kind of a stack of responsibilities. Yeah, it's a heavy load. So any, any incremental responsibilities, however small, just seem impossible. (laughs) And so I had like five of those and they've all kind of shaken loose. So I'm feeling good. (laughs) Like, but like, again, you're going to hear these. You're like, I don't understand. I'm like, don't, don't understand it in the context of a vacuum. Understand it as a stack. It's a stack. so I have one of my college kids he needed a car so I had to, I had to find a good car turns out in this day and age at this point in history that's a huge huge pain in the butt to try and find a car that doesn't cost the world but it's also okay won't break right away right move so there's that um, and then he had to get a job which he did and then we had another son that was getting ready for prom and getting ready for the SATs and hosting a post-prom party at the house and and uh, and so, just like this, every single one of these things, it was like, it's coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> anyway, so we got a car, and my son got a job, and prom went off great. And uh, the SATs were done. Whether or not they were great, like remains to be seen. <laughs> Who cares? We suspect that the answer is no. <laughs> Um, and, uh, but we hope that the answer is yes. And that is the result we have been praying for. There's
1: so many ways around the SATs now that doesn't really matter.
0: We had a little post-prom get together with, with my son's like date and group. Right. So there was like,
1: he looked pretty dapper. Oh, he looked pretty. He looked pretty dapper. I mean, he got, we had the conversation. he got a pla-
0: He got a plaid suit. It was like it was like maroon and blue and stripy, and purple. It was. It was. It was. It was, like, it was a baller. It was a suit that, like, after prom, he could use it if he was drafted in the NBA oh, for like for sure. NBA draft night. You yep. know what I mean? It's a
1: draft night one. <laughs> when he when I first saw it, I'm like, dude, the vest was Your like. Your daughter killer. looked lovely. Oh, she did. I thought she looked she, great. Did she have a nice time? She did. She's really funny. Uh... Her medical condition causes her to pass out, right? It's not like... Um, so especially Like when, actually? Yeah, she'll pass out. Okay. In in high that seems dangerous. exertion okay. situations. Not like why she's driving a car. Like, sure. But like she goes to the church dances or any dance and she'll, she'll pass out. Oh, wow. So I did an over-under with my wife. I said, I'm going to say three over-under. And she <laughs> says under and I said over. So I asked her date how many times. And he says... None. And so I asked her how many times she goes, "Oh, once, only once." And I'm like, "Has the date not known?" What does that mean, though? Is it like she's like in a slump on the ground, waking up, like wiping yeah, her face and drool? It's kind of this weird Knot off thing. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. It's, it's 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 a blood pressure issue related to her medical condition. It's, it's her medical condition is weird. It's huh. super weird. And it just nobody knows what to do with it. I took a
0: turn. You're la- you're chuckling about it. Are we are we chuckling about it, or are we are we like? Uh- I mean, this what do you do?
1: It's, it's yeah. called dysautonomia, huh. and it's basically your autonomic uh, system is not speaking to your brain and your heart at the same time. Okay. So your autonomic system will 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 control things like your blood pressure, your dilation of your blood vessels, your stuff like that. So she'll get up in the morning, and her blood vessels are all dilated in her legs, not constricted, which would leave pooling of blood down there. So she has to kind of get up slowly, because if she doesn't, then she'll just pass out. Wow. And then it causes her like stomach pains and tons of fatigue it's a, it's a real weird it's just a weird thing like she has to have all the she some of the things that they say could help is like either eat a ton of salt she's supposed to eat like twice the amount of salt some amount stuff I would thrive with that disease <laughs> right i love salt and then uh like she has to wear compression socks sometimes it's just all this weird stuff i i hope i don't know she doesn't listen to the show so maybe she'll get mad at me that she says but she's pretty open about it okay but, but anyway, it's at this point it's kind of like she's learning to live with it. That's that's what she's trying to figure out now. So she
0: just has have to be careful how she behaves a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, she wouldn't have passed out if she hadn't if it hadn't been prom and so you have to kind of like she has to be drinking lots of water and having lots of salt and, you know, wow. and so she may not have prepped. She probably prepped herself pretty good cuz she only passed out once. But yeah. she had like a high class uh, she was it last year. She went on a hike and like passed out like three times. People just picked her up and she just kept going. She was like carrying the heaviest load and everybody's like, she's like, oh, I'll take. The, they're like, we'll take the load from you. No, no, no. <laughs> she just keeps going. Man, she's crazy. She's a tough chick. That is tough. But yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird. We dis. We, uh, I don't know how we got off on this. Dysautonomia. Weird. Dysautonomia. It's a weird disease.
0: Uh, I think Max would have passed out during the SATs if he was in your daughter's condition. Uh, <laughs> I will pressure. say that um, my okay, three Did of my stress kids, him out? big time. So I, okay, so Max, I, I I brag about Max a lot because he's really um, he's super creative. He projects confidence and creativity, and he does a bunch of confident and creative things. And so I don't think of him as someone that gets worried, but like he was worried like he was super worried about the SATs and he's super worried about prom and uh and he's super worried about just cuz he cuz even though it wasn't his prom wasn't his to run he kind of got a bunch of his friends to invite girls and they were kind of going together so he sort of felt ownership over the whole thing not just his part of it you know what i mean right and um so he's been super stressed out lately and 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 i figured out that like you know i tease him a lot and i'm like I basically try to keep him humble. You know what I mean? But I realized that lately I've just been like, you know, kind of just being careful what I say and being like, you can do it. Also, you know, if this doesn't go well, it doesn't matter. Like SATs are not that big a deal.
1: You know what I mean? Like that that, that, that kind of stuff. And uh, is it because where he (laughs) wants to go to school? It's, it's a big deal. So
0: I, I put pressure on him early on because, um, I just assumed he would not take it seriously at all. Cause I didn't, by the way, you know what I mean? So I put pressure on him. I'm like, Hey, if you get a certain threshold for your SATs, you can get in-state tuition, and that's going to save you twenty-five grand over the course of,
1: you know, four years. So that's cool. Oh, interesting. Oh, uh, she. He wants to go to the same school as the boys.
0: He probably does. Oh. Not necessarily, but probably. But yeah. But that's that's funny. I, I I didn't even think about the other thing. It's like if you get a really good score on your SATs, you can go to a lot of different places, like <laughs> if you want. You know what I mean? Right. And so um, he took it really seriously. We signed him up for a class. That we always do that with our kids, and it usually gets them a few points, you know, on the SAT. On the but this class, I don't know. Anyway, so we're not, I don't know what to say. He took it, he's done, and uh, and we moved on. But I, want, feel, how, I feel, I feel a tremendous does
1: it take to find out the results. It's kind of stupid, too, because It takes like, a while. You, you think it should be pretty instant. It's kind of silly that it takes These a These days,
0: long. like, you know, it's a bubble test, right? You can just tell us the result. But I think part of the reason it takes a while is because. That, the, the test is necessarily a curve, right? It's not, It's not. did you do well on the test? It's like, how did you do compared to other kids and where do you rank? So I think it takes a while because they have to get a big enough pool of people having taken the test to, to assign your rank. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't know. I'm making that up. Maybe that hap- that they, maybe they literally put I, them
1: in a room and go to Bahamas for two months for all I know. I was uh, studying for the LSAT before September 11th. Okay. And... Then I end up taking the LSAT after September 11th. Wow! And you say, "Well, what's the big deal?" Well, my score that I was testing at was was good enough. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like Harvard, Yale bound, but it sure. was it was good enough to get in probably a top tier school. Yeah. Um, but when I took it, the the number of people that took it were up three hundred percent. Wow! So now I'm just it's a curve against everybody else. Yeah. So my, my score went down 20 points. <laughs> so then wow. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take it again. So no, so realized, people,
0: not only did people join the pool, but it was people that were going to do well joined the pool. You know, you know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: Well, the bigger the pool, the, the lower the curve. Right. And I would have been, I'm on. it's still, I mean, it's that, that I probably am higher than, I probably was like right in the median. So I didn't study for these tests
0: at all when I was in high school because I didn't know that I was supposed to, to be honest. I thought I was like, well, they, they want to know who I am. They can come find me. <laughs> and then I just took it and I did I did medium. Like I did not medium to borderline poor. And I mean, poor compared to people that got into the school that I wanted to go to. You know what I mean? And, um, and then- um, Did you go straight to BYU? No, I went to BYU-Hawaii. I didn't get into BYU. I was the first Davis of seven to not get into BYU. I didn't get in. So, uh, and uh, how does that make you feel? I'm, I, it made me feel disillusioned, <laughs> disconsolate. <laughs> I went to three different schools before I went to BYU. Nice. <laughs> All because I couldn't get into BYU. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, I was confused because that was because before it was everybody gets in, and now it's not. I mean, now by the way. A lot no, of No, it's like
1: uh, a 50-50. Oh, well no, it's it's a little bit higher now because they increased the number of students they let in. So for like one year it got it got higher, but Yeah. But it's it's, it's about a 50-50. It yeah. used to not be. It got it got down a little bit more competitively. Did you ever hear why they changed that?
0: I don't know what I don't know what Is they changed. Is that an interesting subject? Uh, I probably not. <laughs> Um, so I didn't get in and then I went to Hawaii and, uh, that ended up being great. I was prepared to go back to Hawaii, but then I did get in and a bunch of my friends from high school were there. They're like, you got to come. And so I ended up going back to Utah and finishing there. What's the point of my story? Oh, so, but then in college I started studying for the graduate school, the GMAT, the graduate school admissions test. And, um, I spent time on that. So like I spent time and I studied hard and I, and I, and I got a Kinda of like you, I, I got a good score. Like I got like a some people that score get into UCLA, you know what I mean? Like kind of score. Right. But like then there's this guy that I in the that I go to church with who just doesn't study at all, but he's an engineering major and it's super heavy on math and just shows up without and just gets like a perfect score. And I'm just like, cool, 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 cool. And then I just concluded, like, I, I I'm looking forward to like I'm, I'm not going to do this. That's what I concluded. I'm like, I, I'm not going to do well on tests, and I'm not going to spend more time, like, worrying about it. And I'm not going to worry if my kids don't.
1: Does everybody... No, and I. that's kind of the way I am. I'm like, you want to go to BYU, great. If you do well in the ACT, great. If you don't do well in the ACT, find a way in. But, well, that's the other thing is, if you really want to go to BYU, you can go there and go
0: to night school for a year and then go. Yeah. You can You can go to any other school for a year and transfer in. Yeah. like my son's That's like I did. if they wanted to go there, they can't, They could go there, like go there now, you know, just because they had a good first year. Not go transfer in, you know what I mean? Done. I but, thought my daughter. But might They're happy wanted. where they're at, and so my well. daughter
1: went to UVU because they gave her a big scholarship, and then uh, she was a missionary, and then came back. And I thought, oh, she might want to go to BYU now, just to. I I don't care, by the way, where sure. my kids go. It yeah. doesn't. If they if they went to I don't know Timbuktu, it, Look, it wouldn't matter. To me. BYU people Costs don't want to know so this, but
0: like in in the public marketplace. All the schools that we're talking about are perceived about the same.
1: <laughs> in the public, yeah. in the public marketplace. Yeah, but they don't- I know
0: amongst our people, we're like, "Hey, smarter kids go to BYU." You know what I mean? I yeah, get yeah. it. It's but not- amongst our people, amongst
1: not our people, they don't even they haven't even heard of it. Yeah, I mean BYU's <laughs> got some. Certain programs that are like world renowned, they're accounting programs. No, but. they're I'm not saying it's not a great. I I had a great
0: education, right? But that, well, and I was no, well I just, served, and I, it was incredibly cheap and valuable. I'm yeah. not, I'm not crap BYU. I'm agreeing
1: with you. I'm agreeing with you that in the public marketplace, there's little things that BYU is known for, but other things they're not. Right? They've so. heard,
0: they've heard of it sometimes.
1: Yes, and most of the time not. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought my, I thought my daughter might want to go there, and so she went on campus, and you know looked around she goes no these aren't my people
0: (laughs) okay so William I don't know what the deal is but my my sons are doing the same thing and I'm like man if my sons are not their people like who's their people but but the the irony is she still a lot of our listeners kids are there yeah and there are there are a lot of our
1: family members are there. Yeah. So I don't know what and she. I means went about, there. I had a great time. I don't time. know what she means by that. And I went there. and had a great time. It's not that it's, they're not there are people as in she doesn't relate to them in the gospel you know yeah. sense. It's just more it's more like it's just not the vibe that she she vibed with right. And she wanted a a little bit different vibe. And she yeah. loves the she loved the UVU and she feels like it's a very uh, student oriented um university and uh and because of that she wanted that experience so yeah uh, uh, inter- this is kind of in the weeds and people are going who cares but th- interesting fact did you know more people transfer from byu to uvu than uvu to byu that's weird i Although thought so too you've some cool stuff
0: lately but that's that's surprising i thought
1: it was super surprising oh, no, and weird because i was the opposite i, mean, I went to uvu and then
0: there's the whole there's the whole values thing too right so. Yeah, but I,
1: uh, the people I know that have been transferred to UVU is because of specific programs. Oh, cool. So, like, That's the great. business program is really different. And anyway, uh, interesting behind the scenes of, I guess, Mormon kids. So, speaking of kids
0: and their values, I had, so I have, I have four sons. My fourth True. is 11 years old. And he and I had the talk. <laughs> <laughs> so i've done it four for four i've had the it's super awkward when you do the talk but afterwards it's kind excruciating of excruciating conversation these. do you did you participate because you have a lot of daughters do you participate in the daughter's talk or is that oh mom's job
1: i usually let mom do it and then after she after mom says she did it because it, ma, the girl talk has more to do with like menstruations and stuff too yeah yeah right so and that i don't understand so yeah whatever uh but um yeah, usually it was she did the girls, I did the boys, and then, you know, we kind of just follow up. Have together. you, are you, are you clean, clean swept or do you still owe a talk out there? Oh, no. Fierce got the talk super early because he had teenagers around all the time. Oh, What's, okay. this? What's And he's super curious. Like, he's always asking questions about the randomest stuff. Yeah. So he'll ask a question that's would, wouldn't, <laughs> is awkward if you didn't have the talk. So he kind of had to, I think I normally would have
0: done it a lot. Like, I think I usually did it. 9 10 somewhere around there and Jonah's 11 but look he's not curious at all doesn't doesn't ask anything yeah, he's a very innocent about him yeah yeah and so and so i i had to kind of force it and i was forced on it it was forced on me because it was like he was going to have this maturation lesson less oh, that 6th grade yeah at school and so i'm like well got to do it so uh we went for a drive I drove around and uh told him all the things I still haven't got to do the other talk. What did is, he do? Which is the fun flip side, which is like someone's getting married.
1: <laughs> yeah. What did he do?
0: Um, he he. So he
1: my my boy was like,
0: super ah, was yeah. super super matter of fact and not. Uh, he was the least dramatic of all my kids. Oh. So my first kid was like I had to sit in front of the door because I knew he'd run away, <laughs> and my second kid. I tricked him into going to uh, play basketball at the school, and like while we're outside, I walked around with the basketball and was talking to him. And then uh, I don't remember what I did from. I think Max is the one where I spearheaded the drives. I read someone else; they called it uh, a sex drive, right. <laughs> which is they go on a drive because the kid can't leave. Like he's in the he's in the car; he can't go yeah. anywhere. and you're going sixty miles <laughs> an hour. What are you going to do? Hour, so um, I, I can't actually remember what that went wrong with, with my third kid. But uh, but anyway. <laughs> So talk went great. He didn't. He he didn't ask any questions. I was. I I well, I went for super specific and explicit educational. and educational. And um, but yeah, you know, you kind of drift into values a little bit. You're like, and like a lot of people say this, but this is what this was actually true. A lot of people do this, but this is what's actually right. I did a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Right. So, anyway, pretty wild. Uh, but it's wild that I'm out of the business now. Like,
1: it's done. Yeah, this is a weird. There's a lot of this. Like my wife was like, "Oh, well, you're gonna go to the open house at the uh, elementary school," and I said, "No," and she goes, "Well, it's your last kid <laughs> <laughs> at elementary school, so we're about to be out of the elementary school yeah. after having four. All four of our kids went to the same elementary school, so they they've known us over there for a while." I
0: think I just missed my last concert yesterday, and because uh, the recorder concert because I was working and uh and Jonah was in the. Whatever, beginner orchestra with the triangle, like playing th- like <laughs> percussion, awesome. bang, bang instrument. But he didn't ever practice one time, ever. We brought that instrument home every Friday for the last six months and not one time. Was
1: it, a, it really is the triangle?
0: I mean, it's like a big, no, it's not the triangle. It's like a big. Um, xylophone? It's kind of like a xylophone. It's, it's actually pia- called, called, something, called something else, but, you know, you hit it with sticks and, yeah. It's a considered a percussion instrument, but it actually plays musical notes when you hit it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Is he good at it? <clears throat> no, I'm telling you, he didn't practice one time. That's why I'm like, I don't feel bad about missing the concert. And, uh, and I, uh, yeah. So I missed our, my, my last kid's concert yesterday. Aww. I'm assuming that one of my grandkids will probably be a musical genius, genius and then I'll yeah. go and I'll be like, yeah. no. This is worth better. it.
1: This is worth it.
0: Yeah. Rachel was texting me the whole time. She was, <laughs> she
1: was, she was pretty mad at, to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. Elementary. So I played orchestra and elementary orchestra concerts are terrible because they just sound so. so this Here's this so the,
0: the text thread. There's a systemic problem here with the orchestra program. Parents have to bring their kids at 5 p.m. Children cannot drive and do not walk. So parents must be there to drop their kids off. Everyone gets seats because they're already there. Then they hold a quick rehearsal and run through with the kids with all the parents already seated. Then the concert starts, and we get to watch it all again. <laughs> Is no one else noticing this? That's her that's that's first note. And I write, LOL. Then she writes, twinkle, twinkle. And then she writes, now doodle all day. <laughs> and then she writes, you're welcome. <laughs> and then I write, you're wonderful. And then she, and then she writes, now skip to my loo. Now, Frere Jacques, <laughs> her last message was, now an insanely ambitious We Will Rock You. <laughs> so oh, that it. was the last kids concert. I didn't hear a note of it, and I feel like I heard the whole thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Frere, we can all hit, sing it in our minds and then just uh, just don't use the right notes anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, uh, my, you have a bunch of stuff that you texted me for. I got, I got, we've knocked some down. Did we knock some down?
0: We knocked the talk. We knocked uh,
1: college SATs. We Wait, I, have, I have a question. Do you, Do a loop. At, I want to ask about Tucker Carlson. Is, oh, that, is that an oh, interesting okay. subject? Okay, I think it's, it's I interesting. Think it's, in I think one it's way. very interesting. I think it's I think it's momentous. So talk so t- say what you want to say about Tucker Carlson. Okay, so if you don't know, Tucker Carlson was the number one uh, talent at Fox News and had a lot of uh, probably the biggest viewership... Sh- no, I shouldn't say probably. He had the biggest viewership on the channel.
0: On the channel. And, and he'd been at it for a while. I, I think of him as the new guy, but he's actually been at it for yeah, a while. Yeah, he's older
1: than us. Did no, no, know? no. He'd been at it... He'd had that show on the network for yeah. Yeah. A while. And he And so he kind of climbed to the top, but he climbed to the top of all the cable stations, and he was beating primetime stuff. He was beating... I mean, he, he, had, he had good numbers. Yeah. And then... There was a power struggle, it looks like. Uh, Nobody really knows the behind the scenes, but basically it looks like there was some kind of power struggle at uh, Fox, and uh, the owners of Fox felt like uh, Tucker's too big for his britches, and Tucker felt like I am the britches, and they parted ways. Yeah, they fired him. So I want to point something out. know, they originally didn't fire him. Did you know that? Well, they still haven't. They just Yeah, they're like, we own you. And we're just not going to put you on air. Yeah. So they're still paying him, which is fine. Yeah.
0: But but here's what I think is interesting. They, I, I want to give Fox credit. And you're like, what? Because all our listeners are like, they're dumb. And I'm like, I, no, I get it. But they survived Bill O'Reilly stepping down. And Bill O'Reilly had a much bigger audience than Tucker Carlson did. True. And they survived, uh, what's her blonde face, like going to NBC. And she was doing really well.
1: Um, true. Uh, and, and so
0: I think that they believe
1: Megan Kelly, I
0: think that they believe that they are the magic that they can that they can groom and and, and, and build talent and they'll be back and and I give them credit for for you know, because what would the alternative be if you owned a business and someone's like, yeah, but if without me you're nothing and you're like, yeah okay. Well you know what I mean So I give them credit for believing that they are the business. but I think that they did it at a riskier time in history. For the broadcast model, that's what I think.
1: So I have see. no, I have, I am strangely like I don't feel like, you know, some people. Uh, there's two ways to look at this from the business standpoint, which is the one you and I kind of look at it from, and then there's like the partisan standpoint because if you watch Fox News and you think that they're they're part of your team, and you're like, uh, if you're a conservative, and you're like, oh, my team is betraying me by getting rid of their best player, right? Exactly. Uh, they traded
0: LeBron James. What are they doing? You yeah. I
1: mean? So I don't. I can see it from both perspectives. I never felt. I don't feel it at all. Trade that they tr- that they're traders. and I don't feel like that they've lost their way. I think that, like you said, like they they had a difference of opinion, and Tucker may be a real difficult guy to work with. Who cares? I mean, it's just it's their prerogative to fire him. And- well,
0: I so I, but I think it's weird that they fired him at a zenith. During a time of political tumult, where, where their viewers want somebody who projects certitude and projects yeah. confidence. Yeah. So so he's out. So then the question floats so, around. For so two wait, hold weeks. on.
1: Before, before that, right, he sets out his little video uh, on Twitter that he says, um, Hey, I'm, I'm out at, at Fox, da da da. And do you know how many people watch that? When I watched it, it was like 34 million people. I I mean, yeah, I think it might have been 34 million views. He only, well, 34 million views. Okay. So somebody watched it twice, but, uh, but that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Considering his audience at Fox was 3.4 million. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, is he reaching more people because of that? I mean, I thought, oh, this is interesting. So the big debate has been, where is he going to go? What's he going to do? Uh, I think. Yeah. And I I want to do a little
0: commentary about that before you conclude. When I was at Disney, I observed something that that kind of stressed me out, which was there are certain businesses where you ascend to a certain height, and then when you're out, there's actually no comparable place to go. Like, if you get to be a good enough VP at Disney, and then you get bounced or you quit, there's no good enough VP at Disney comparable in the world. Disney's the only company that is like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, there are a couple of guys that went to Universal for a while and occasionally uh, Warner Brothers, but they disappear. They dis- and so I've got, I've got good friends who are senior VPs at Disney who are just kind of going to startups and going to other places because there's no comparable place to go. So that was my TFT, to what you're about to say. Because I was asking myself, look, if you're a conservative uh, who wants to have an opinion talk show, there's no other place to go besides Fox.
1: There really of isn't. There's, there's uh, Newsmax, there's uh, Daily Wire, there's The Blaze. Right. So these are all startups. These are all exactly what I said. Right. These are people that were at high heights elsewhere
0: who, who spun out and were like, I don't want to work for those people anymore. I guess I'm going to make my own thing.
1: Right. That's literally what those things are. Right. And 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 so the I think everybody thought, and I did. I thought that he's going to end up at one of those yeah, and, uh, and that plat, and he's going to be better off for it. He's going to make more money. He'll probably have more direct, yeah. d- you know, uh, uh, editorial, uh, control. He'll be able to say what he wants, et cetera, and so forth. So then he announces his platform is going to be Twitter. Yeah. That is interesting. I think it's interesting. Now I'm like, you like, oh, of course you do, because it-
0: you're conservative. I'm like, no, dude, you're not. Miss- you're missing the point. It's interesting because if he pulls it off, there is a new platform.
1: Period. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm seriously in. Well, was it you that was telling me that uh, Twitter just put out their content creator platform? Well, that's the thing is they have a bunch of content creator tools that, that
0: for the first time. So it used to be that a guy like Tucker could never hope to go- to go to Twitter and make money because it was just a place for short form post, text posts, and short form video. And it was primarily a feed consumption model. Well, when when Elon took over, he observed the marketplace and realized that creators would all go to YouTube because YouTube pays for views and pays for, a, and, and, and will set you up with advertisers and make you rich. Right. So there's like a bunch of super duper rich uh, content YouTubers, creators that, yeah. that a lot of us have never heard of who made their money on YouTube and they have millions of listeners and followers and there, and, and no one, this is so weird to me, but no one has said, Hey, what if we competed with that model? I mean, there's lots of Facebook's like, Oh, we compete. Yeah. 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 Facebook doesn't pay. They don't pay. So they can give you a giant reach, but they can't give you.
1: No, because money. you have to get, you have to basically get your own pay from right. the idea that I have a million subscribers and so, or a, a million uh, of or, you or friends or whatever. And so, right. Uh, somebody will come to them and say, "Okay, I'll pay you five hundred thousand dollars to mention my product."
0: Yeah. So Twitter is putting out a bunch of new products. One of their new products is, like, if you if you post an advertisement in your in your post, then you then you get to participate in the ad revenue. That's one of their tools. Then another one of their tools is they have a new subscriber tool where you can subscribe. So if Tucker decides to do a subscription model, he can do like a free show with ads, and then he can be like. Uh, there's additional content for payers and they can subscribe right there on Twitter. They're doing a bunch of these new tools that make it possible for Tucker. Tucker's looking at it and going, okay, if I can really get 34 million views for each one of these things, I can command some serious
1: ad revenue right? and I can actually do better. And the interesting part is he's really kind of I mean, unless he has some kind of financial partner behind him, he's kind of taking all the risk on himself. But he doesn't have to take the risk of starting a platform like uh, Glenn Beck when he started when yeah. he left he Fox. He had to like a TV channel. Like,
0: oh, yeah, he get people he, to get yeah. sling and and it like was
1: extremely Rokus expensive and stuff. Yeah, super expensive. And so he went out and had to create that. And so did, in a way, the Daily Wire did the same thing. So did Dennis Prager with. um with Prager University, you know, so they, they created those kinds of uh, platforms, but now this is, this is really interesting because really you're going to someone that's already created the platform for you. I guess he could have done YouTube, um, but he he would, could have done YouTube, it, but that, but then YouTube they saw their censorship industrial right, complex in place. What, if you if you if you listen to what he said in his post on on Twitter announcing this is like I'm going there because it's the free speech platform, and that yeah. he goes and then he talks about how. Uh, bias really seeps in in very small words and it's the words that they try to cap you at at these big places. And, and, and he finds it he found it insidious. He found it yeah, it terrible. And so for him, he wanted to go to a free speech platform. So it's looking like I mean, look, if you have li- you listened to the program before, you know that we like Elon Musk. However, if you don't, haven't listened carefully enough, you don't know that I hated the guy for a really long time. I thought he was set up as this genius who was really just not yep. a genius, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, is going to be shown as a charlatan or a snake oil sna- salesman. But I was wrong. Uh, he is quite the visionary in in a lot of different things. You may say that a goal to get to Mars is a very stupid goal, but the goal to get to Mars has all these. Uh, accomplishments along the way. And one of which is going to be space travel is going to get a lot cheaper. So, um, you know, or I'm going to make the whole world, uh, less reliant on, on oil. So I'm going to make an electric car. And then he makes a car that is, is competitive in the marketplace. So here he buys Twitter. Everybody thinks he's an insane person. And then it looks like he's got a vision. Uh, there's two things that I see that are going to end up, proving that he is the visionary of our time he is the edison of our time yeah. and we're going to look back you know our kids are going to be looking back and they're going to say who's the edison of this this of this time and it's going to be elon musk he's going to live immortality for that because of it
0: look it, it, and i and i a lot of people immediately adopt the public news of the left view that oh uh, yeah he ruined twitter twitter's done it's over and I'm like, yeah, we'll see in two years. That's what I keep saying. We'll see in two years if he's done, because and now and now with, well, I think
1: is already turning.
0: And now with uh, what's his face bringing a show, a lot of people are like, see, he's conservative. And what is the very next tweet like from Elon Musk? The very next tweet is, uh, we is, have no deal with him. We have no deal, uh, except I think they're going to share our ad revenue. Okay, I'm going to read his tweet because I think this is important. This is the very next thing he says on this platform. Unlike the one-way street of broadcast, people are able to interact, critique, and refute whatever is said. And of course, anything misleading will get community notes. So, so Tucker Carlson's show is going to put out clips, and community notes can get in there and be like, "This is actually partially false." I'm actually really excited about this. I actually want to know when Tucker goes too far and when he's over his skis. I think that'll be really interesting. Community notes is that? Oh, I'll, that's I'll tell you not, about it. I'll tell you about it in a second. That's a private group, right? I'll tell you in a second. Because <clears throat> here's, the, here's the final thought. I also want to be clear that we have not signed any kind of deal whatsoever. Tucker is subject to the same rules and rewards of all content creators. Rewards means subscription and advertising revenue share coming soon, in parentheses, which is a function of how many people subscribe and the advertising views associated with the content. And then this is the final part. This is the really important part. I hope that many others, particularly from the left, also choose to be content creators on this platform. This is important. They're like, okay, because you're like, see, Tucker Carlson, see, it's conservative. Time out. If there's no special deal, if it's the same rules, and if he's begging people from the left to put shows on there, then... Then you can't say that this is a leftist cabal. Like it's not like the Blaze. Like there's not a show right. on the left on the Blaze. There's Correct. not a show on the left on the Daily Caller. Correct. He's just saying, look, we're an open platform. Right. Come get it. Right. I'm super excited about it. I let, am too. Let me tell you what Community Notes is because I actually super like it. Community Notes is um, so for a long time there have been these third party companies that that fact check. And they tell you like when something's true or not true, okay. and they and they they immediately got politicized. They got adopted by the left, and they're, they they thing, like fact things fact checked
1: org blah blah blah. The, the
0: Biden said they're like it's mostly true, and it's like completely false. You know what I mean? Like right. like his uncle wasn't named that. His uncle never served in that war. You know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. But it's mostly true, <laughs> anyway. So they instituted a thing on Twitter where where just people in in the community at, at Twitter, like people that have just used the product, uh, volunteer to fact check, and if something they, they, people submit, people voluntarily submit fact checks. The other people that have volunteered read them and give them a thumbs up or a thumbs down for factfulness, and then if they get past a certain threshold of both left and right support. It shows up on the post as community notes.
1: Oh, interesting!
0: And it's been amazing. There have been like a couple times I read like a su- couple of super conservative clickbait quotes. that got all riled up, and then be- beneath the community notes, they're like, "Actually, the real number is this. The way they got to the number that they said was by doing this, and that misrepresents, that overestimates just how bad this problem really is."
1: Oh, interesting! And I got
0: and I and I and I calmed way down. I was like, "Oh, that's great." And then likewise, like President Biden, who never gets fact-checked by anybody, posted something a month ago where it was like, it was just one of those things that had like five lies in it. And, and, and it was like, actually, this is like, you know, unemployment's actually this, and the, it's, and, and the dollar's actually that, and a lot of uh, economists linked here say this, which is worse than that. Like he, he got hard fact checked
1: like a month ago. Wow. And, um, and so it was like, it, it, it's like this community outsourced truth. And, and the nice thing about it is it's, it's not, it's not, it's not an employee of Twitter. This is my thing. Yeah. And, and I like it too, because I've, I've read those fact checks before and I'm like, I wish I could comment on these because some of them are like, oh, that's, that's misleading. The fact check yeah. itself is And misleaning. when I click
0: into community notes, it's like, do you want to join the community notes like voting team? Like, I, can, I can just join it. You know what I mean? Did you? No, <laughs> I don't want that responsibility because they're actually doing work. They're actually digging yeah, around it sounds and seeing, a lot like, seeing what's facts. It sounds
1: a lot like um, Wikipedia. It is. Where you can. It is. You can, so Elon keeps saying that he wants to be the least
0: untrue a uh, uh, social network.
1: The least untrue
0: the least untrue because he knows that like in the world where people care about things opinions is, gonna drift into fact and vice versa so
1: i have a question because uh i have a question about decency okay um and i'm i'm curious to to for instance there was somebody that had put something up on twitter that was quite uh indecent in the sense that um I think it was attacking children of some way or something on Nambla kind of thing, right? Oh, and he took it down.
0: Oh yeah, know he, he took someone made a uh, a flag or like an icon uh, for for people that like pe- like for pedophiles.
1: Pedophilia, yeah, yeah.
0: So and they have some other word for it now. So like youth, young, attractive persons or something like that. And he's like, nope. And he just he he took it down and banned and banned him from the from Twitter forever.
1: Okay, so. I'm okay with that because I feel like that's kind of common decency. But as 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 society keeps moving about what decency is, yeah, uh, and we and and we have less and less in common of how we agree to that, um, it, then it becomes basically Elon's. He's he becomes the arbiter. Yep. like I'm okay with it right now, but will I be okay with it later? I mean, look, you know I, mean, what I mean, it's his
0: it's his network. No, and I've got no problem with that. From
1: the <laughs> private standpoint, it's his. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm no, not he saying drew, he should. No, he drew a
0: hard line on, um, like he 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 has spent a bunch of money chasing around people that are that are, are chasing around youth for perverted reasons, and then and he he says out loud all the time, like we take a very hard line against uh, sex abuse of minors, and like there's no there's no conversation to be had, and he just banned him. So. Which I'm
1: happy with. That's great. Uh, I just don't like the criticism that people on the left will sometimes say. Well, see, he's not really, he's not really freedom of uh, speech. Well, no, we no, they can
0: still go out into a park and say, I, I deserve my rights. They can still say the things they want to say. They can still organize. They have the rights afforded them under the Constitution of the United States. Yeah, but not like under a private. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah.
1: I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be very interesting. I think it's going to revolutionize things, especially since um, you know there's a lot of content. I hope he gets someone from the left. I hope okay. I hope Tucker Carlson makes a truckload of
0: money, and that and that somebody from MSNBC. What's her face with the weird hair? Maddow. Uh, Yeah. Oh, the Maddow just brings her show to Twitter, so that we can have the real. We talked about her, right? She's actually
1: nice to to watch. She's if if we
0: had the real. I I think. she drives me crazy,
1: but she drives me crazy in the sense that she doesn't really say truthful things, but she's actually a pretty decent broadcaster. So, she's and a I good think broadcaster. And, yeah.
0: and so if she brought it over and and then there was community notes, because think about it. If Tucker gets fact-checked by the community and, and, and Maddow gets fact-checked by the community, the people then that are now out. on the far right and the far, far left are suddenly going to get pushed to the middle, which is where we all need to be guys. Because we can talk. Because we can talk.
1: I love this, it. This is my thinking. I don't know. I think there's some good things afoot. Who would be the left guy who would go out there? Who's, 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 uh, they've, you know, they've tried. There's, who is that person? I mean, it was Maddow for a long time. Don Levin.
0: But Don lemon and, and, oh, you know what? That guy could go get a show back together if he wanted. Uh, who's that? The, oh, I keep forgetting the
1: name of the, the
0: governor's brother, Chris Cuomo. Oh, Cuomo. Chris Cuomo, he's he's in the wilderness right now. He's on some weird... By the way, he's a perfect example of my previous comment. He had a show on CNN that everyone had heard of, and now he's broadcasting on some other network that no one's heard of and no one watches his show. You know what I'm saying? Like, once you're at a certain height in certain places, there's nowhere else to go.
1: I think it's... A, I think. Someone would have to put Don Lemon out there because I don't think Don Lemon's got. I, I can see no, Tucker not, Carlson he's not, he's not having like enough. having the bandwidth to be able to figure this out on his own, but I can't figure that. I don't think Don Lemon does. I mean, I he's Don, he's. But he's, Chris, Chris
0: but, maybe I,
1: Cuomo. I think, is the same way. They're just talent. That's true. You're They're right. just talent.
0: You're right. Who is someone that would be smart enough?
1: I don't know. It's got to be a good Van Jones, maybe think pretty he, bright.
0: He, he has good, yeah. He doesn't have the business sense. He has the but he he's has pretty the bright.
1: Sense. He's pretty bright. He's pretty. He's pretty nice on the eyes, as far as like someone nice to watch, right? You're not. You're not going to get a hysterical person. Like you're, you're not going to get like Hillary Clinton. That's not going to be a good talent.
0: Well, and Rush Limbaugh used to say that the left can't do it because their ideas are fundamentally un, undefendable. When you know what I mean, like because they keep trying to do talk radio. For the left, and it never takes off, and 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 he used to suggest that. Well, this is getting into partisanship. I think it's possible. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. Crucially, what what am I excited about? No, finish that thought. i though. He
1: suggested what I like. A well, he, finish the thought at least.
0: He used to suggest that. Like, I, I mentioned this at the top of the show. I like politics because I like to sharpen my mind with debate. Like I like to debate ideas in my mind by way of listening to these shows that makes me think about how I would defend my ideas. And the, for the last 30 years at least, uh, liberalism as televised on CNN.
1: Oh, I got him.
0: Uh, hold on. Liberalism as televised is not about, about defending your ideas by way of debate. It's about shaming the opposition into silence and to declare yourself the winner of an argument that you refuse to have. And so he's like, so it makes for bad radio because you you aren't debating ideas. We're just saying, it's just kind of reciting like a liturgy, like a church liturgy that we all have to kneel and kiss. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think that there's a couple though that could do That's it. what Rush used to say. I agree with you. Uh, okay. The first one, Bill But I Ma- like
0: the idea of us drifting to the middle and having real conversations. Go ahead.
1: I think Bill Maher could.
0: Well, Yeah. He and could, the other one is um, sure who's
1: that comedian with the beard? He used to be on Comedy Central. Um, Noah Trevor is the guy that took over for him. Oh, uh, John Stewart. John Stewart could do it.
0: John Stewart has a show right now on Apple TV. It's not; it's not going very well
1: mm, because of because I think because of the reason what we're talking he could about. Do it. But he could do it. He could do it because there is enough people because he, he's
0: actually shown that he's willing to go to the middle on things we agree on. Like yeah. he defends. Uh, because it, they're liberal, they're is not leftist. The 9/11. 9, 9,
1: is it 9/11? Yeah, and the Wuhan. Are, have you ever seen his his uh his thing on the Wuhan virus? It's hysterical.
0: Yeah, well, he got out for that. He had to he had to back off. Anyway, friends, this has been a uh, comeback episode. We're we're back, friends. We did it. We're here. This has been the the Waystation Podcast, your source for life hacks, social commentary, and amazing stories. I'm William. I'm Randy. Have a good day.
1: I bet. I- Let's it.